Blue Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Narpig. Hit the music. That's right, and we're back for another episode of the number one comic book podcast for your creator hangouts. That's right. I am comic book creator Tagalusha, and with me is the king of beards, fresh from, oh, so many of interviews, Big Brian Bales. How's it going, man? It's going good. It's going good. Yeah, ready, yeah. To, uh, ready to break down this uh, Rose City Comic Con uh, footage that we had and, and check out some of these interviews. It was a good time, man. Yeah, I'm. I can't wait. I can't wait. But you know what? Before we get into that, I thought I'd bring up real quick. Uh, people may have noticed that uh, there's a little, little extra sound, sound snippet uh, right before you get that uh, that world famous tiger yell. That's right. Uh, and that's because uh, Blue Tiger Podcast or Blue Tiger Revenge. Excuse me. Wow. The Revenge. Yeah, I know. Force a habit. Force a habit, man. Is brought to you by my very own limited super secret underground culty imprint narpig that's right the intellectual dark web of uh of comic book imprints <laughs> <laughs> everything everything we do is the intellectual dark web of blah 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 whatever it is exactly <sighs> we're coming after the. we're coming we're coming after the well i won't even say it uh but right now if you go over to tagvolution.com link will be in the uh the show notes you can get your hands on number zero from the imprint itself there's only going to be in a, f- a few titles and one of them is the uh a giant size zine of bagisha the badlands check it out that's but right enough about me let's get into it what do you say big brian because we got a lot we got a lot of guests yeah yeah uh we had uh what was it five do I want to, Was it five folks that uh, that we interviewed? Well, and, and by we, I know you weren't there. Uh, Matty K, super producer, uh, he uh, he hopped in to uh, to help out. He actually takes one of the interviews. Uh, Blue Tiger, our man on the ground, the man of the people, Matty K. He uh, he's our he's our freelance reporter. That's right. That's right. The he's- Clark Kent. Of the Revenge Podcast. Wow, those are those are big words. Those are big words. <laughs> I, you notice I said Clark Kent, not Superman. I know, but Clark Kent yeah. is Superman. But what? Clark Kent is Superman. Wait, wait. But he wears glasses. That, I know, right? There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, we're about. We're uh, just a little under a month out of Rose City, and uh, it was fun, man. It was uh, definitely different. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the, I guess the uh, the guest, the quick interviews, uh, give us a feel for what it was actually like walking the Dallas. Because Rose City was surprisingly was one of the few comic cons that went on around mm-hmm. the country. Like most of them ever just said, like, "Fuck it." 
yeah. we're doing it next year. Yeah. Like you and I were slated to do a couple and all they all got canceled. Yep. And so we're like, okay, next year, 2022 is the year of the Tiger's Revenge. Revenge of the Tiger. The Tiger Revenge Tour. That's, That's right. Oh, I like that. Yeah. TRT, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, everything. That, well, first, there were less vendors, right? And some of mm-hmm. like the like the mainstays of Rose City weren't there. Like uh, there was no Dark Horse, which wow. was weird because you know they usually have that huge walk-in space with all yeah. of their stuff. It's pretty much like them and Oni competing for like the major like yeah. geographical space. Like it's the whole con's usually centered around their hub. Yep, yep. Uh, so I was surprised that they weren't there. And then uh, there was no image wasn't uh, wasn't there either, and they've been there the last couple of years. Were uh, they? Were they? Because I think the last time I was there, they didn't have a booth, which everyone was very surprised. Their editors and stuff were cruising around, but mm. uh, they, they weren't there last year, huh? No, no, they weren't there. Huh. And then huh. uh, you know, so the two biggest like publishers were Oni and Aftershock. They had the two biggest, uh, I guess, table presence. I gotta say, I'm surprised. I don't think Aftershock's ever been there before. Uh, normally, I mean, sometimes you get Boom, but I'm yeah. really surprised. Yeah, Boom wasn't uh, there. They Boom has been there the last couple of times, and they weren't there either. Uh. So yeah, it was it was those two, and then uh, you know, Artist Alley was 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 really cool. It was uh, everything was a lot more spread out, so like there were less people, and then it was more spread out. So um, yeah, it made it it made it nice to like. To you know, walk through. Saturday was still uh, was still fairly busy. I think Saturday was more akin to like a Friday at the con in terms of business. Like it wasn't as busy as uh, as it's been in the past years, obviously. Um, yeah. But like we got there, uh, Matt and I got there on the Friday night. We just went that night for like the last couple hours, and it was just dead. And so. Wow. Yeah, it was actually really nice because we kind of walked the floor. We're like, all right, here's our game plan for tomorrow. So we went and met, talked to all of the folks that uh, we were planning on interviewing and said, hey, we want to sit down with you for a couple minutes tomorrow. Um, And it was all it was all cool. Dude, that's awesome. And so you were basically what we're going to be uh, listening to is you guys sitting down with these folks the following day. Yep. Cool. All right. Uh. Well, to, before we get into that, is there any news that we need to hash out? Is there any big announcements? You well, wait. There is one. You saw the new Venom movie. I did. I did. Why don't before we get into the interviews, uh, you give us a little breakdown? Is it? I'm just gonna ask the question. Is it worth our motherfucking time risking our lives to go to the theater to see Venom two? <laughs> uh, Maximum Carnage. Is that what it's called? No, it's called Let There Be Carnage. That's dumb yeah why did you go with maximum carnage because wasn't it kind of that storyline a little bit it was uh it was okay it was fun it was uh like if i had to give it like a grade i would give it like a c c plus like it's not it was really average yeah it was an average it was an average movie um again with tom hardy uh with eddie brock and venom arguing like an old married couple um was the best part of the whole movie uh, was it rated R? No, PG thirteen. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. If you can do Venom, just go R, man. That's what I'm saying. And then, uh, 
it was it was short. It was probably one of the sh- shortest superhero movies I've ever seen or comic book movies. It was only uh, uh, an hour and thirty seven minutes was the, is the official runtime. Let's correct that. It's one of the shortest movies you've seen superhero movies you've seen prior to like the Avengers films or when they all started being two hours long. When they, when they all started being blockbusters, yeah, yeah. Because I, I want to say, like, you go back and watch most of those superhero movies from the 90s, they're pretty short. Like, they were, like, a tight 90, 93 well, minutes, you it, know? It depends on what audience they're going for. Like, most, like, like Turtles. So, Turtles is more aimed, even though it was dark, but it was more aimed at kids. And most, kid, most like, movies for kids aren't longer than 90 minutes, maybe an hour yeah. and 40 minutes at the most. Because uh, weren't the two Batmans from the '90s like that too? No, those are long. Those are, are they really? Yeah, yeah. I think the first oh, the wow. first one is they're over two hours. Really? The yeah. like '89 Batman's over yeah. two hours, huh? Yeah. Oh wow! I for some reason I always had it in my mind that they were short, but it's because it's that good of a watch. When it's over, you don't that's, want it to be over. That's true. Yeah. Two sh- wow, that was nice. Thank you. Nice move there. Nice move. But yeah, I mean, so Venom was short. It was okay. Uh, you know, I think, you know, the the you know, uh, the post credit scenes was uh, was awesome. Okay, that that got me fired up. Let's, I'm setting the timer right now, folks. Bry's gonna put some spoilers out there, and uh, I'm setting the. Let me set this timer so that we know, people. I want you to skip ahead five minutes. Yeah, that's it. Make yourself five. Safe. Five minutes, starting three, two, one. Break it down, Brad. Give us those spoilers. All right. Well, I'll spoil the ending real quick, too, because when, when he defeats Carnage, right? Oh, man, he beat him? Yeah. Wow. How did you know? But, like, they're trying to uh, – He he's like uh, – Woody Harrelson is is giving a, you know, a monologue after he's defeated, and uh, in Venom – just goes, oh, fuck this guy, and just grabs him and bites his head off. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So he just straight up killed, like, Carnage is dead. Yeah, yeah, he killed him. And cool. then, uh, so the post credit scenes was, they're both wanted, so they're hiding out in some beach country, because... What do you mean both? Like, Eddie Brock and Venom? Eddie and Venom, yeah. Okay, and, like, people know that yeah. Brock is with Venom at this point. Yeah. Okay, makes so, sense. So, uh... So they're at this beach because uh, uh, Venom went on a thing about how he wants to feel the sand between his toes. Um, and so they, <laughs> okay. So they, okay. <laughs> so they go there. And so uh, now he's talk, they're talking about like all of the knowledge that, that he has as a symbiote. And so he's like, show yeah. me some of that knowledge. And, he, and you know, Venom was like, all right, you're not ready for this. And then all of a sudden, like a green mist comes over, kind of like, Doctor Strange using his powers, right? And so yeah. they're like, well, what what happened? What'd you do? And Venom was like, I don't know. That wasn't me. And all of a sudden, the TV is on, and it's the Daily Bugle, and, and J. Jonas Jameson talking about Peter Parker, and then it sh- yeah. Spider-Man, and then it shows the picture of Tom Holland. So they basically, oh. I'm, my guess is when uh, Doctor Strange uses his powers or whatever, it, it brought over Venom into the mcu multiverse of the universe thing yeah okay yeah because that seems like that's the narrative for the new spider-man movie that's coming out is a merging of timelines so we're gonna all of a sudden x-men and 
whatchamacallit, exist all in that same timeline. Yeah. That would be my uh-huh. guess. I don't know about X-Men, but yeah, definitely for like Venom So we didn't actually the... get a face-off between Venom and Spider-Man. No, but, but... they but it shows now that they exist together and yeah. uh they're they're teasing a, a, essentially the next movie to be a face-off would be my guess. Now I'm curious to see how they're going to do that because Venom Venom is Gonna be, a, he's got to be a villain to some extent, right? But you know they're gonna have them team up to, in some way. Yeah. I, I bet you he shows up in the new Spider-Man movie. And <sighs> I don't think he's gonna be in this one. Wouldn't that be a great thing if they did that that quick though? Because isn't that come out this summer or something? It comes or this out winter? in December. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? That if would be he really showed cool. up, like at the end to help old Spidey out. Because there's already like all these other. We already know there's all the other Spider-Man villains and all the other Spider-Men. Yeah. So. Um, or Spider Man's, uh, whatever. Spider Man, yeah. And Spider- I hopefully we'll get like Spider Gwen and some of that. That That'd would be, be cool. cool. Yeah. Um, huh? That's cool. Uh, any other like major like Easter? You know me. I'm all about like. Mm-hmm. Even I probably won't see this movie for a year, yeah, but I'm all. It's probably I'm, fine. You're not yeah, missing I, anything. I like the connectivity that they do with the films. Yeah. So was there any other Easter eggs that they dropped with other characters, anything like that? Uh, so they had Shriek in the movie, and she was another – but she wasn't like a symbiote. She was more like a mutant because uh, they oh, teased like, the Ravencroft Institute, which is – I think that's where the movie New Mutants takes place. Uh, oh, I okay. think I don't know. I haven't seen it. I just think I remember seeing Ravencroft from the uh, from the trailer, but huh? Yeah. So there, there. You know, there's little stuff here and there, but yeah. Okay. So I mean, would you say it's a wait? Wait till it drops on like HBO or something like that. I don't know if I would go to the theater to see it. I think, uh, yeah. I don't know if it's something that I would necessarily watch again. You know, yeah. I'm glad it's like it's one of those like I'm glad I watched it. It was fun. Um, not as good, in my opinion, not as good as the first one. Uh, Ooh, because the first one wasn't like amazing. It was okay. It was fun. It was fun. They're it. both fun. They're yeah. both fun movies. You know. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll probably watch it when it hits hits the uh, which McCall. You know. Whatever. streaming yeah, platforms platform it decides to stream on i'll tell you what there is you know i i wish it was next week already because uh no time to die baby that comes out next week so yeah hey that was nice man you did you did that in a tight uh you did that in a tight five man i do what i can i do what i can yeah you know that you were like <laughs> yeah for when uh for when no time to die comes out uh that comes out on Thursday, Thursday night of the of. But we're uh, since uh, you know the Prince of Beards is he will be in school, so Friday. I think I'm going to take the day off from work on Friday, and then the <laughs> Queen and I are going to go to like a 10 a.m. showing. Oh, that's the way to do it. Yeah, and that way you guys can enjoy it. You don't have to worry about where little Prince Prince is at. Yep. Y- you know, no distractions. You can enjoy it like adults. Yeah. Like. Child, like childrenless adults get to enjoy things in the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that'll be uh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. I'm I'm. We're gonna right. watch. So starting tomorrow, because there's four Daniel Craig Bond movies. So uh-huh. we're gonna watch 
one movie a night leading up to it. So, and when does it drop? Uh, October eighth. Yeah, Thursday oh. night. Yeah. So officially Shit. comes out on Friday, but all movies come out the day before now. Is it is it going to be like for purchase on like for on demand or streaming platforms? Theater only for now. Shit. Yeah. With with uh, Dr. Yeah, Wife's brain aneurysms, we can't. Wow. So she's actually going to be bummed out about that because she really wanted to see that movie. Yeah. She's a, she's a bigger Daniel Craig Bond fan than I am. Yeah. Um, like most, she, most, was, most women are big Daniel Craig Bond fans. Yeah. yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought, thought that? Yeah. <laughs> now let me ask you guys this. Are you going to watch the film that got him the 007 role? That would be, um, I think I've seen it. It's uh, Layer Cake. Layer Cake. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Layer Cake. Yeah. Are you guys going to start with that or no? No, we'll right start in. with Casino Royale. So Casino Royale is pretty fucking good. My favorite like Bond it, movie. So And that opening sequence might be one of the best, even though it's a long, like a long opening sequence, it's so like intense. It It's such a great hook. And you don't normally get that with films, you know what I mean? Like no. they, they'll do it, but it's always very short lived, and then they have this like you know stupid cut where it's like the guys like looking at the camera like, right. oh, no time to die, you know, right, something right. stupid like that. Yeah. Since we're still on Bond, let me. I, did you did you see hear about uh, Daniel Craig was given an interview the other day, and he was talking about uh, when they when he was filming Spectre because Dave Batista was Inspector. They were doing yeah. a they were doing a fight sequence. They're filming a fight scene, and mm-hmm. uh, he <laughs> he accidentally <laughs> broke Dave Batista's nose and then ran away because he was scared. He was like, "Oh shit, oh, sorry," and ran away. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Like, I know Batista's like just like a bodybuilder, pro wrestler guy, but I mean, He's that huge. would be yeah. And if you don't know a guy that looks like that very well, and you accidentally actually break his nose, and he probably didn't he probably like no sold it you know what i mean he probably just like took it and was like well that fucking hurt yeah he was daniel craig was like he was very nice he just kind of popped it back into place and was like let's keep going yeah i mean that would be scary you know what i mean because you're like oh yeah that and like god i would feel so bad i know especially like you know you hear stories about all these like pro wrestlers and all that stuff but then you start realizing like guys like Batista there's a reason why they got out of that industry cuz they're really good dudes. Yeah, they're super <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean not saying that they're pro wrestlers are bad guys, but like I don't know there's that dark side of the ring. I don't know if you saw that. I've heard the, of it. I haven't watched it. Yeah, and we had Daniel Warren Johnson on we were talk. I brought it up. Yeah. They just released the latest episode which is um it's and I I I totally I think everyone should watch it. Because it kind of gives you a bit more insight, like what it, how pro wrestling used to operate behind the scenes. Yeah. But they have the infamous plane ride from hell, and that's what the episode focused on. But they interviewed the stewardess. Oh, and, yeah. I remember I, because they said some not great things about uh, the Nature Boy. Uh, he basically sexually assaulted the stewardess. Yeah. He, there's no way around it. Yeah. And then, like, one of the guys was like, he, you know, he definitely. Nature Boy was like one of his favorite guys and best friends and mentors, and he was like super defensive of it. Like that, you know, like saying things where you're like, dude, what are you doing? Like that is no justification. Right. And that guy's lost, he lost this pretty much just last week. He's gone from like working behind the scenes and doing like a lot of like really lucrative business 
things to yep. like not being employed yep. just because he was so defensive where it was like he just came off like a piece of shit and then nature boy came off really bad i mean well, like yeah yeah and yeah it was just it was kind of it was a bummer was it surprising no no not really when you hear and see how in the era that guy came comes from, he probably got those guys. A lot of those guys probably got away with fucking horrible shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but you just man, you felt so bad for the stewardess. She just had a kid too. Like oh. it was like her first week back to work. Oh. You know. Yeah, I I would say watch it because it's insane. Like there's one point where like Brock Lesnar and Mr. Perfect got into a wrestling match and they slammed up against the emergency exit. Now the, you know, like people who, people who work in aviation are like, yeah, there's no way that door would have opened with just the cabin pressure and stuff. But, uh, I, the big thing is they're saying like, those guys were slamming around and they were slamming around where the fuel fuselage is. And they're saying if they would have fucked that up, like they would have fucked that up. They, They were flying from the UK to the U.S., so they were over the middle of the Atlantic. There was no place to land. Right, they would have been fucked. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it's a good. It's a very good episode. It's crazy. It's a crazy episode, but it's definitely worth. I'm, I'm loving. I, you know me. I like. I, I'm not a big pro wrestling guy, but I love all the like pro wrestling behind the scenes yeah, stuff. That's fascinating. Like, yeah, because it's such a unique and bizarre job. I think. Because it's mixing like athletes, but with this like carnival kind of environment, touring circus kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I don't know. It's it's a, I think it's a, it'd be a very difficult way to live a life. Um, obviously, that's why yeah, so many of them are right, shit. Right. Like, but anyways, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say it's all the episodes are on YouTube. Vice is doing uh, posting them up. But, oh, cool. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, let's let's take a quick break and let's get into these fucking interviews, man. Let's do it. Check one, two. Tiger milk, tiger milk. I like tiger milk. Give us some more of that, please. Tiger milk. Oh, we're going to give you some more right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, You ready to get into these Rose City interviews? Yeah. Who, uh, Who we got first? Who's first on the docket? We have former guest of the show. Mr. Tony Fleeks. Oh, nice. He actually, I just talked to him. He wants to come on because he's got a very successful Kickstarter going on right now. Nice. All right. Well, without further ado, let's hear what, uh, let's hear what the man has to say. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, Tiger Cubs? King of Beards here from uh, Blue Tiger Revenge, the, uh, the new and improved Blue Tiger podcast. I'm here with, uh, former guest of the show tony fleeks here what's going on my man not too much just having a convention yeah, yeah. how's it how's it feel to be uh, back in the saddle uh weird but it's uh this show's been like uh steady but light so it's, yeah i haven't ever felt crowded or uh in in imminent danger so that's good yeah, yeah we don't uh, we don't want to be in imminent danger uh what are you uh, what are you looking forward to for uh for the day outside of like selling out everything well, I mean, that would be ideal. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just nice talk. Like, a lot of people have come up that have read the book, uh, Stray Dogs. It's nice talking to them about, you know, how, you know, what they thought about it or if they have questions. Like, I like, uh, that's the coolest thing is, like, engaging with people that 
that have read my stuff. Yep, the most fucked up book of 2021 is Stray Dogs. I hope so. Yeah, yeah it's got to be. It's got to be up there with the. Uh, they didn't make Cross this year, so so true. Uh, so we gotta, you know, we gotta reprieve. I got right. found a little window and snuck in there. Right, right, right on, man. Well, I see you're selling. You got some original pages. You've yeah. got, you got some prints. I see you're doing some commission work here. So uh, yeah, you know, hey, wish you all the best. Hope hope the show goes well. Thanks, man. Very much appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for having me on the show. Have me back sometime. We will. We will definitely have you back. So, all right. All right. So. Yeah. It was cool, man. That was awesome getting to see uh, Tony again. Um, you're right, though. It is the most fucked up book of the year. That's I why so. I love it. <laughs> I loved it, dude. I loved it. I need to. I've, I've only read a couple issues. I was. I want to get it. I think the trade is out now, so I want to get the trade so I can really yeah. dive in. I'm, you know what was one of the cooler aspects of that that series was uh, the fact that he, and maybe this was a marketing. Uh, when we get him on, we'll have to we'll have to ask him. But I'd be curious to see. The covers that he did, the, all the variant yeah. covers, were so great because they were modeled off of like thriller, you know, yeah. movie posters that were famous, like Scream and stuff like that. That had these like iconic imagery associated with them. Mm-hmm. But then he did it with the the dogs, and the covers actually matched the theme of like the progression of right. the story. Right. And it was just, it was really. It, not only was it great, was it cool to see different character his characters. In that style, like in that, I guess composition, you know, the mm-hmm. famous, the infamous movie composition. But um, like from a marketing standpoint, like that had to, I, I just kept seeing it everywhere. And I think it's just because you know people like stuff they're associate they they're familiar with. Yeah, it, it had to have really boosted the sales. I'd be curious so. to get his take on it, you know, because obviously he's right there on the ground floor. But yeah, that was nice. awesome. Yeah, so. Next next part of the interview is uh, actually Matty K takes this one. Oh, he's taking the lead. Here he we is. Go. He is. Yeah, and this is uh, this is with uh, Amy Reader. Oh, cool. Hey, y'all. Matty K here, uh, care of Blue Tiger Revenge. We're with artist Amy Reader. Amy, how's your Rose City Comic Con going so far? Really good. Yeah, this is my first time in Portland, so obviously also my first time at the con. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, where are you based out of? Uh, New York. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. It's so fun to be here. Good. This, this is where people from Brooklyn moved. So. Yeah, yeah. So there's a connection. <laughs> For a while, folks from around here were moving to Williamsburg. Yeah. And uh-huh. yeah, now people from Brooklyn are moving here, so it's just a beautiful <laughs> full circle. Yeah. <laughs> um, a- anything you're promoting right now? What, uh, what are you working on? Uh, well, I mean, the big thing is that during the pandemic, uh, my series or my mini series Amethyst came out, right. and so a lot of people kind of missed that since you know there was a lot going on, right. constantly changing. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, and so I'm I'm mostly promoting that. I also have a couple short stories I've done in uh, anthologies for DC Comics. Yeah, DC Pride. Yeah, DC Pride and Wonder Woman Black and Gold. Very so that's cool. been fun. And uh, I'm just, uh, right now I'm pitching a new project. So yeah. Okay, so there's new stuff in the works coming mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. Also with DC, or can you say who? Uh, probably another publisher. We'll awesome. See. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Um, well, we appreciate your time. Yeah, thank um, you. One thing we often ask creators is um, unlimited budget, unlimited free time, whatever you want, any established existing property that you'd like to work on, what would you work on? You know, the thing is, I always feel like 
creator owned is the thing. Sure, sure, sure. So for me, uh, and that's usually what I do. I try to do whatever I would do if, uh, no matter what. Right. You know, I mean, like, why are we in this unless we're just going for what we want in yeah. life? Make your own art. Yeah, like, it, like what, you're going to get, like, this close to doing your dream job and not go all the way? So, for yeah, sure. that's what I do. That's a great answer. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Amy Reader, where can our listeners and watchers find you? Uh, let's see. Well, I pretty much like Twitter and Instagram, I guess. Just Amy Reader. Uh, yeah, Amy Reader. I don't make a ton of posts, but, you know, I, I, I do all right. I'm not, like, never on. You're not extremely online poster? I'm not a big online presence. Fair enough. I just, you know, like, I just, I keep my head down and I draw. You know. Not a bad vibe. Yeah. Awesome. Brian, Tad, back to you. Oh, wow. She's, she came all the way from, I think, New York City, New York. right? Yeah, she's from New oh, York. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. East Coaster. Uh, well, I hope she enjoyed her time in Portland. Sound like it was going good. I'm curious to see who she's pitching to and what she's pitching. Me too. Me too. I actually have. I haven't read it, but I got the, uh, the copy of DC Pride. That uh, mm. that she wrote a story in. I, I'm going to give it to uh, give it to uh, my oldest child. Um, cool. How how was it? Uh, I haven't been to the comic shop in quite a while. Oh, it's I haven't I haven't opened it up, but it's mm-hmm. uh, you know I got a Jen Bartel cover with uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. That's just killer. So that's awesome. I'm so glad. I'm reading um, a song for Achilles right now. Yeah. And um, I don't, do, do you know what that is? I don't. Okay, so it's this book. It, it was a big. It did really well. I think it came out like two years ago. But it's from the perspective of Achilles' lover, um, who what's his name? I can never remember his name. But um, basically, it was a guy that like an orphan, like an orphan kid that Achilles was like grew up with, yeah. you know, in his father's kingdom, and they trained together and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's fascinating. It is so because they have to keep it all secret, you know, and stuff like that, right, like right. the relationship. And like it's interesting because like I, I was like, well, where that, you know, because like people take literary, take literary, uh, what's it called, literary, um, like freedom. Yes, thank yeah. you. I'm blanking. Um, so I was like, is this true? And then I was so I was reading up, and I didn't realize, but like in Greek literature, because it was so common for hetero and also homosexual relationships, they didn't ever differentiate between the two. It was just a relationship. Yeah. So in all the writings of Achilles, he's with this guy, you know, with his partner, but they never like address, uh, they just address it. It's never really addressed. It's kind of how it should be. Yeah. Um, and, and so like you have some scholars who say, no, they were just best friends. Other scholars say, Oh no, that it's, the evidence is there, you know, if Achilles was a real guy, they were probably like, you know, they were probably uh, partners. And anyways, this book is, uh, takes it the perspective of like, no, they, they were partners and like how it would go down. It's, it's such a good read. Uh, I'm, I'm loving it. And I love the fact that it's like, Hey, the greatest warrior in the world was a gay guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there you go. There you go. Any, any, any opponent who's against, like any of that kind of stuff. Fuck you. The most badass dude on the planet was gay. Yeah. And there's nothing you could do about it. Because if you challenge him on it, he'd just kill you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was Amy. Amy was cool. I want to give a, a, a shout out to uh, 
Layla Del Duca, who uh, ooh, yeah, we got to get her back on too. We are. We ran into her at the show, and uh, oh, how's she doing? I haven't talked to her in a while. She's doing good. She's doing good. She was uh, she was just there, uh, um, as a you know regular person, like uh, not as a creator, <laughs> you know, not as a uh, not as, as a goddamn civilian. Yeah, she was there as a civilian. <laughs> That's well, you know what? She just got a um, she just got a. Uh, they just adopted like I think Saint like Bernard. A, yeah, we should do like a dog themed. I'm in episode, no and we just we're over the three. We just have her on. All we do is just talk about our, our puppies. I'm down <laughs> with that. I am down with that. But oh, yeah, yeah, so she. Uh, we wanted to get her for uh, for Saturday, but she wasn't going to be there Saturday. So she uh, oh, was okay. like, "Just go go find Amy. She's great. Tell her that I mm. sent you." And yeah, it was awesome. So. Huge shout out to uh, both of those ladies. They're awesome. We should, we should try and get Amy on the like on the show like at, for like a a, a long in. interview if I'm she in. has time. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll reach out to her. That would be really cool to actually like get to know because I'm I see her pop up and like sh- similar circles, especially online. But I've never actually like sat down and actually had a conversation with her. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So cool. Let's do it. Cool. All right. Next yeah, up. We have oh, yeah. uh, uh, the incredible former guest of the show, Mr. James Asmuth. Oh, nice. What's going on, Tiger Cubs? King of Beards with uh, Blue Tiger Revenge. Back at you again here uh, live at Rose City Comic Con. I am here with former guest of the show, writer extraordinaire James Asmuth. What's going on, man? Um, hustling. Hustling. Straight hustling. There you go. Uh, so... Uh, fascinated and weirded out to be back in throngs of people yeah and only see half their face and it's weird right <laughs> it's a little weird but it's good it's good uh yeah things have been good folks are coming out they're all being super nice um been hustling a lot of rick and morty which is good because yeah. they have more coming up soon oh so there we go we're excited about that excellent excellent uh what, what else you got coming out anything else in the works <clears throat> uh yeah a bunch of stuff so um the uh i to clarify rick and morty miniseries corporate assets about them getting bought before they can sell out. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the most meta things I've written. It's one of the most cathartic things I've written. Sure. Um, Warner Brothers and everyone there loved it enough that I'm doing more Rick and Morty after that that hasn't been announced. That nice. That's going to be fun and weird and surprising. Nice. So I take that as a sign that it'll be worth your money. There we go. Um, and then uh, in a similar vein, for those who are into it, awkward lean... Yeah, awkwardly, um, and we'll take it. The uh, Comixology original series I was doing, field tripping, uh, went on pause for a while, giving our artists a chance to catch up, but we just wrapped the whole thing. Nice. It's going to start posting the rest of the series. This is uh, teenage-ish, uh, kids trapped in a hell of infinite dimensions when their school field trip bus, their magic school bus, as it were, uh, gets broken because don't put kids around magical objects. That's right. They, they are sure to fuck it up. <laughs> they break everything. Um, but so that's going to, that, uh, the rest of that series is launching out soon. We just finished that. And then other exciting things you'll find out about later on. But those okay. are the ones I can talk I'm still about. waiting for that quantum leap that we talked about on the show. Oh, man, me Many too. moons ago. Me too. Yeah. I, that's, uh, man, anytime I find out anyone might be making new licensed comics, I... I push them about that. So <laughs> if anyone's going to jump in and do it, 
I, I'm, I keep trying to find those avenues. There we go. Maybe I just need to make my own. If there's enough hunger for it, tell me. If you want something that's similar but different. There you go. I like that. I like that. I like that. All right, Tiger Cubs. James Asmuth here. Thanks for and, coming uh, by. Absolutely, man. Stay safe. All Read right. comics. Read comics. There we go. I like it. All right. It's good to hear from James. Yeah, it's always good to talk to him, man. I'm glad. I mean, yeah, those cons, man, that's always about the hustle, right? Yep. Like even, even at half capacity, they're about the hustle. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad to say, hear he's staying really busy. Um, him and I have been talking about some stuff. Um, I mean, nothing that's worth, yeah. you know. Yeah, we're yeah. still very, very preliminary, but man, if he's working on Rick and Morty, that's awesome. And like, doing, I can't. I he's can't got a new Rick and Morty one coming out, and then yeah. another one after that that hasn't been announced yet. So that's huge. Yeah, I'm curious to see what that's going to be. Rick and Morty is really kind of taken off, and I got to be admit, I haven't even seen, I haven't even watched the latest season. Oh, at I watched all. it. Okay, is it? It was pretty good? good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, what else was he? Oh, his new comicsology train spotting. Um, yeah. Uh, it made me kind of wonder about how, because there was some news. I was in a meeting Friday, and what somebody kind of spoke up and said, oh, because comicsology came up. And uh, they were like, oh, Comixology is changing their platform. It's being absorbed by Amazon's publishing platform. I mean, it makes sense. They're already a part of Amazon anyway. So Amazon already owns Comixology. So. Yeah, so I was kind of wondering, like, how is that going to work? Because Amazon doesn't necessarily – they don't necessarily pay writers and stuff. You, mm-hmm. you can publish through them, and people make, I think, an okay living doing that. So is that going to change the – the format of comicsology is it gonna we'll have like, to get him on and ask him yeah and i'd be curious too because like the self the publishing platform through amazon is uh you know like that's where i did the backwoods right yeah. so i wonder if they're gonna streamline it so you can do you know publish your comics in that same format and like go like because i because you can get like what is it called like direct printing right you know print or print to order printing yeah um which i do with the back so if i need like five that's what uh bassette does for his books yeah bassette does the exact same thing that i did with the backwoods exact same thing and um you know like you're not like breaking the bank or anything but you sell you know a book you get a few bucks it's not bad i mean it's no different than if you're buying your books wholesale from i'm just curious to see how that's all going to kind of shake out um because it seems like comiXology is one of those things that like people put a lot of faith into yeah and it i shit i'm on comiXology every night so (laughs) yeah and like in the meeting, I was at somebody kind of said like, "Oh, it's happening because nobody's using Comicsology; it's dying." And I was like, "I don't think that's the case." And they're, I mean, they're, who knows? They're, yeah, it was kind of one of those. I was like, "I don't think it's because there's so many people who are still publishing through there, and the Comicsology is still paying out the nose for like original content that was supposed to be developed into yeah. like Amazon Prime deals that, yeah. like the like all that Miller World stuff that has. That's all Netflix. That's Netflix. Oh, that right. That's yeah. that's right. It's Netflix. Yeah. But um, same thing. You know what I mean? Like they're the Comicsology was trying to, or Amazon was trying to make the same kind of moves through uh, through Comicsology, and it just doesn't seem like any of it's come to fruition yet. Or maybe it's just further down the pipeline. It I don't might know. Just I, further down the pipeline. Like who knows if it? I mean, it could just be part of something that they've planned all along. Like I don't. I don't know. Yeah, and it seems like. I mean, look how long it took for Invincible to get a, a TV show, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 
Um, I'm yeah. I'm curious though. I'm curious how all that works. It seems very up in the air. I don't know. Right. Everything's changing. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. All right. You ready for the next one? Yeah, I know these. I think we got two left, right? We have two left. Yeah. These are both guys you were just frothing at the mouth to interview. I I was very excited. They're two of my two of my favorites. I mean, and the, I mean, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. So first up uh, is uh, Doc Shaner. All right, here he goes. Hey, what's going on here with uh, one of the hottest artists uh, in the industry right now? Uh, that would be Doc Shaner. How's it going, man? Good, good. Thank you. Yeah, welcome to Portland. Is this uh, is this your first time at this convention? Yeah, this is my first time in Portland, period. Oh, what do you think? Love it. Yeah. yeah. It's been a good time so far. Awesome, awesome. So uh, here, Rose City, you're, uh, you got some great, uh, great art for sale. You're uh, working on Strange Adventures, which yep. is... Uh, Probably one of the best books coming out right now. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I really like about it is uh, just kind of the contrast, how you guys go back, you and Mitch go back and forth between current time, past time. Mm -hmm. What was uh, what was kind of the process of, of doing that? Uh, it's funny. We, we don't actually connect during the making of it so much. Um, yeah. It's kind of been so far just these happy coincidences okay. uh, in terms of the layouts and everything. Every now and then I'll write him and say, hey, what are you thinking for uh, this panel? What kind of angle are you using? What kind of shot? Um, and most of the time so far, it's just kind of been a happy coincidence. That's really cool, man. That's really cool. And um, let's see, what uh, what are you looking forward to most uh, for the convention? It's just nice to be out again. Yeah, right, um, right. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm not from here, but it's it's nice to, to travel again and, and see folks and actually connect with people. Awesome. Uh, what do you got? What, what's for the future for you? What do you got? Is there anything coming out soon that you can talk about? Uh, nothing I can talk about. Okay. Uh, I, I know my next gig. Okay. Um, it's going to be a four issue mini at, at DC, but I, I can't talk about much what it is yet. All right, man. Well, uh, Doc Shaner, ladies and gentlemen, Tiger Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I have to say that was definitely, uh, that was definitely a high water mark. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah the, Super nice it, no, guy, too. When you, you asked the question about the shared roles on, um, Strange, oh, what was that project? Strange Adventures. The, yeah. yeah, the Adam Strange book. Uh, for some people that don't, might not know what that book is, can you break it down? Because him and Mitch Gerads shared roles, right? They went back they were, and forth. They were both the artists on it, and then uh, Tom King was the writer. Was the writer. Yeah. So what did, what did Doc do? What was his so, role? Doc did all of the flashbacks to the war that Adam Strange fought in, and I, I'm blanking on the planet that, that it was matter. on. Yeah, so he did all the flashbacks of the war, um, right? And then, and then Mitch did all of the stuff that was taking place in like the current time. Oh, okay. That's it. That's actually I like that. That's really cool. And I'm guessing there was probably some a lot of like the 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 antithesis of the story was. You know, like what uh, does it line up? Like I'm right. guessing, like, yeah, it wasn't Adam Strange. Like yeah. he was like is being he, was he a, a hero, hero or was he a criminal? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is something that you know you've seen we see in history all the time, where you know guys, oh wow, he did all this great stuff, and then it turns out it was like a publicity stunt or something like that, or it was like right. not real. You know, he, he lied about you know, his credentials to some degree or exactly what he did, you right. know, like books get written and guys do these massive tours and things like that. And yeah, and it turns out, so, Oh, half your book was false. It's really, it's really cool to see that from, uh, you know, to see that perspective, I guess. And I really, yeah, 
I really enjoyed that. And you you read the series, right? I am not caught up. So the set the the final issue I think is coming out here soon. I'm on issue like five or six. So I'm 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 a ways behind on all of my floppies. I have not read oh, floppies I, in a I while. I didn't know it was still coming. I thought it was completely yeah, done. Yeah, no, it was a 12-issue. Like yeah, okay. it was a 12-issue run. Um, cool. But yeah, and then uh, last but not, but not least, you know, we have uh, the other half of the Strange Adventures art team of uh, Mitch Durad. I would say maybe your favorite artist right now, huh? He's, he's definitely up there with one of my... He's, he's definitely one of my favorites, yeah. And you will... Uh, you will you will see me kind of fanboy or fangirl out a little bit. Wow. I know. Wow. What's going on, Tiger Cubs? King of Beards here with another fellow King of Beards, uh, Mitch Gerads. Shorter, up a little bit. Little little shorter than usual, but uh, it's COVID times. You got to be able to you got to be able to rock the mask and, yeah, and be yeah. safe. You know what I'm saying? How's it going, man? Welcome uh, welcome Good. to Rose City. Is Thank this your, you. This your first time here, correct? First time here. First time in Portland. Yeah. Right on. Right on. And. Uh, you know, Mitch here, one of the uh, one of the best artists I think in the industry right now. Right um, there, there you oh, go. Yeah, yeah. hey, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. own it, own it. <laughs> With, uh, I mean, in my personal opinion, Mr. Miracle, one of the best books in the oh, past you. five years, I think at least. I, I mean, really appreciate that. Yeah, I read it back to front, all in <laughs> one sitting. I, you should probably read it front to back. Back, oh yeah, there it is. See, I'm a, I'm fangirling <laughs> might, out a little bit. It here might make more sense on my own show. Fangirling <laughs> out a little bit on my own show, but uh, also I think you know one of your other books that I really love is uh, Sheriff of Babylon. Oh, thank you. And uh, you know I work for uh, my my day job. I work for the Washington State Department of Veteran Affairs, and I actually gave that got that for Christmas for one of my for my boss, and he really loved it. Oh, and so I it's kind of going around our agency oh, nice. for for people to read. They they well, really they're really that. digging it. Yeah. So uh, you know what are you what are you looking for here at Rose City? What are you uh, what are you looking most forward to? Uh, mostly just kind of getting back into the swing of cons and yeah. meeting fans again. And you know we've all been stuck in our homes. It's nice to. Nice, nice to, to get, get out the weird nerd culture a little bit. Absolutely, man. Well, uh, hey, I won't take up too much of your time. So, uh, really appreciate the uh, you know the quick blurb that we're able to do with you, and uh, you know maybe someday we'll 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 get you on as a guest for real appreciate on uh, Blue yeah, Tiger Revenge. So, all right, man. Sounds good. All right, brother. Take care. Thank you. So that is the extent of uh, my Rose City interviews. Wow, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mister. Mr. Jared, uh, I love your story. I read it uh, from back to front. It was so good. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I love that he roasted you. He roasted me, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like, well, you probably like it even more if you read it from front to back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it happens, it, man. I don't do it that. Seems like it a pretty, does, doesn't happen seems very like a cool often. Yeah. No, you're, you're normal. I can understand. It. I've been there, man. Um, but he seems like a pretty cool guy. I got to ask because you and I both, kind of geek out i think our favorite thing he does is um he does all those like um bourbon like labels yeah yeah the bourbon labels for it's got to be some i don't know if they're actual labels or what but did he was he did he have any merch of that stuff because that seemed like no that's the stuff that I was want. i was really wanting to like buy one of the prints of that because they're all like james bond themed too and yeah uh no he was like he, they were it was he said it was such a limited run that they um that they are all gone but he said they are going to be he said we'll probably be doing more in the future oh, that's cool so 
I'm guessing he just was selling books then. He was selling books, and then he had a bunch of prints from uh, the stuff that he was working on. So he had a bunch of like Strange Adventures, Mr. Miracle. He had some Batman prints. Um, because well, he's cool. an exclusive DC guy, he has a exclusive exclusive deal with them. So oh, yeah, I'm sure him and Doc are both exclusive yeah. guys at this point, yeah. uh, and they have been for a while. Yeah, but um, you know, I have to say, like, I was uh, pleasantly surprised just by how uh, you know generous everyone was with their time. Like, yeah. Um, you know, so huge, huge shout out to uh, to everyone that we talked to at Rose City, man. That was a that was a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully, I can get a video up so you guys can actually see it. Um, I'm not sure though. We will. Uh, I'm I'm in the infancy days of my uh, of my filming oh, you can stuff. Do it. So you can do it, man. We'll we'll uh, we'll see we'll see how it all turns out, how the footage all comes out. But hopefully, everything goes well and. Uh, or it all turned out okay, and I can uh, make something for you guys. Yeah, I'm sure it looked. I'm sure. If not, fine. you can just roast me like like Mitch did and Tad did. So it's fine. Well, hey, you know this whole thing's uh, like an experiment, right? This That's is right. we're a couple of mad scientists. Uh, That's correct. Um, trying to make something work. No, I, you know what's interesting uh, is how many people. It seemed like half the people you interviewed. It was their first time in Portland. Yeah, and. Uh, it's interesting that, like, I, I mean, I can kind of feel that where you've been tied down to your studio for like two years, last two years, and then it's like, well, fuck it, I'm I'm vaxxed, I'm gonna go, yeah, I'm gonna go do this. I'll wear my mask, I'll be safe, and just so you can get out of the house and experience something right. new, right? You know, like I was saying earlier, you know, oh man, before we even recorded, that I was like, man, I can't believe uh, so many guys. You know, this is the first time in Portland. It's crazy. And then I was like, shit, I did the exact same thing when I went to Cincinnati. Right, right, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just cra- it's crazy. But I'm glad. Uh, everybody seemed really cool. I, I'm curious to see if we can keep some of them to their words uh, about coming on for an actual interview. That is that is the hope. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully. Not to throw shade, but... We get a lot of people that like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll come on Blue Tag and Revenge. That sounds like fun. And then, then we never hear back from them. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll give people the benefit of the doubt and say that, uh, you know, people are busy. They got stuff going on. But yeah. And, you know, honestly, I think it's uh, when we had uh, what's his name, Joe Pruitt on. And he was like, hey, it's cool that you guys reached out. I don't know you guys. And the fact that you guys made the the effort to. To like, hey, just come on, let's have a conversation as people don't know each other. Uh, you know, he's right. And I think that's a big risk for a lot of people because, like, you know, you don't know what you're getting into. You, you jump on a podcast, they might – Right. You you have no idea what you're jumping into. We might be just – they might – you know, you might hate the people interviewing you. I've done some weird podcasts where I was like, what the – there was one I did – there was one I did in Cincinnati. I don't know. Did I send you that video? You did send me that video, yeah. Yeah, like it went well, but it was the weirdest – interview i'd ever done like it was very bizarre and then i got hit with a really strange question at the end that i wasn't i had was not prepared for at all but i don't know it's fun though yeah that's i guess (laughs) oh you know what i i went and spoke at a high school here a local high school that's what you were saying how did that go you know it was interesting it went actually really well we were able to get a really nice pop from the kids they were kind of interested 
Um, and I, you know, I just, you know how it is. You remember what it's like being in high school and they bring in public speakers. It's like, it's guy it, like most of the time it's guys that like talk about themselves like they're fucking like they've they've won. Yeah, they conquered like they, and I so I didn't do that. I was very uh, honest. Um, I even cussed, which I thought for sure they were gonna be like, you can't do that, but. The school was very cool with it. They were like, "Yeah, thump this," and that that was. I just talk like how we talk on here. Yeah, you know, and like if kids ask me stupid questions, I let them. They're like, "There was one kid." There's always one. One kid, and she raised her hand. She's like, "Okay, you're answering all these questions. Let me. Hit. What do you think about this? What What do you recommend for somebody who's going to drop out of school?" And I got this big pop, and I was like, "What?" And she goes, "Yeah, I'm going to drop out of high school this year," and. I, she, I, she's like a junior. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, so and of course in my head, I'm like, you fucking idiot. Like, yeah. really? You know, but I was like, okay, so if you're going to do that, are you, are, are you going to change the game? And she went, what do you mean? I go, are you like one of these people like Bill Gates, Elon Musk that like, you already know your trajectory and the things that you're going to do are going to not only ensure that you're successful, but also are going to be like, have some kind of significant impact on the world because those are the only people that actually drop out of school and are successful. And she was, and there was a big pause. And the best part was the entire auditorium like flipped to look at her. Cause obviously yeah. she's just, she's probably the smart ass, right? Yeah. Everybody looked at her and she goes, are you trying to say I'm dumb? And I went, <laughs> yeah. And, and I go, your words, not mine. Your words, not mine. <laughs> and it got the biggest pop, man. People, kids lost their fucking shit. Uh, and you'll never great. speak there again. No, they asked me to come back again. Nice. Yeah. So they want, the library was like, oh, that was great. That was just what the kids wanted to hear. I mean, I, I don't know if that's what they wanted to hear, but. Uh, for the most part, it was actually pretty cool, you know, and like kids were asking me about college and stuff and I was honest, like, dude, co- I've told them straight up college isn't for everybody. No. Like if it's the path, if it's the means to your path, then definitely do it. But, you know, cause that's the one, th- I think as a professional artist, that's the one thing you always get asked is art school. T- is it worth it? it yeah. yeah, exactly. And I was like, if you're motivated, you don't need it. If you already know the path you're already producing, but like you know, I was honest. Like when I, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I just knew I needed to learn how to draw well. So I need art school was probably perfect for me. Yeah. To go to some place like the Cuber School, but, um, yeah, it was kind of a hoot. It was interesting. Uh, a hoot. God, when my fucking eighty. I was like, hoot. Maybe. Who talking to them whippersnappers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's weird being at a high school. I haven't been at a high school in since I was in high school, probably. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Strange. It's so strange. It's because we're yeah, old. So. yeah. But it's cool. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, the highlight was kind of. I even asked the teachers afterwards. I was like, "Hey, did I? You know, the that young lady that asked that that tried to just dis- be disruptive in her smart ass smart assery. I uh, asked the teachers if that was okay, and they're like, "No, <laughs> no that was that was great." <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "We hate these kids." That's fine. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you got to expect it, though. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But I mean, I, I you know, that's like a realistic. I mean, I think that's a realistic response. Like, I think so. You know, like I kept thinking like, yeah, I hated fucking going to high school back in those days. But at the same time, like 
I'm not, I knew I wasn't some fucking savant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, I mean, what kid does, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Dr. Wife loved fucking high school. She probably was like, oh, sweet. Uh, advanced college calculus, heavy breathing, heavy breathing. <laughs> you know, like, oh. God. You want to hear something? Yes. No, most people don't know this. When I first met old, old Dr. Wife, she used to carry a graphics calculator with her, like a very expensive one. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, and she had like codes and all kinds of shit programmed into it. Like she carried around pretty much like the first two years of college because that was like her thing she carried around with right. her in high school. Right. And um, yeah, I like to, whenever she's dissing on like the podcasts or. Yeah the shit that i have i get paid to draw i just be like hey go get your graphics calculator did you, did you tell her that they're that they're absolute ab, they're obsolete now nobody oh she nobody don't. needs them anymore yeah. yeah yeah exactly they don't yeah your computer can do all the same shit yep. i do they, they don't use them for like math class and stuff i don't know i i i'm a social science major so okay. i i took I got a very specific bachelor's degree to avoid taking any sort of math class whatsoever. <laughs> so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I tried, I knocked all that stuff out in high school. So I didn't have to take that and like language. Cause I knew I was going to, I'd get yeah. screwed on both yeah. those in college. So I knocked them out in high school. So I didn't have to take them in college. It's probably the only smart thing I did at that age. Right. That was it. But yeah, man. Um, well, what do you say we uh, get into what we're reading? Because uh, let's do it. Yeah, we kind of. This is kind of a, a pretty epic episode if you think yeah, about it. It is. Five We've guests. never had this many guests. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, well, what'd you read, Big Bri? All right. Break so it down. before I say what I read, I do want to uh, say I got uh, my birthday was last week, and I got a really cool birthday gift well happy birthday big Brian. well thank you and uh my awesome the queen of beards they uh got me volume two of uh absolute swamp thing so oh. got volume one um except you know if we get beset on here he's gonna be like yeah i'm still waiting on the check for those royalties <laughs> no i think he's getting royalties from dc it's marvel and disney are the ones that are oh is it hosing him Dark Horse. In Dark Horse, yeah. Yeah, he did a big post talking about yeah something he did over at Dark Horse, I guess, back in the 90s or yeah, something. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it's the alien stuff because now. That's right. And now Fox and Marvel now own aliens. All of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I don't think Dark Horse paid him royalties. That was it. what the thing was about. That's why one of the reasons why he retired in the 90s, yeah. where he's like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, I don't blame Which, him. I don't. I'm, yeah, I don't blame. Kill them. yourself, and people aren't honoring the contracts. I, I mean, I, I've had that discussion with so many people um, outside the industry, and I don't know if they're just goo goo for like the fandom or what, but like they don't. Yeah, they they don't get it, and I'm like, dude, it'd be like if you didn't get paid for going to work. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you would stop showing. You would go do something else, wouldn't you? Because you'd be like, fuck these guys. It's the exact it's same, the thing. same thing. That's the thing. It's yeah. the exact same thing. I, and that's one thing I always, when I find opposition against that, we're like, well, you know, it's been a while. It's like, fuck you, dude. Those companies are still making money off those reprints. Yep. Like, fuck you. Yep. Exactly. Uh, anyways. Anyways. Yeah, okay. So I got I got the Absolute Volume 2 
which I'm very excited to oh. uh, to dive into. It's just gorgeous. This is a uh, uh, toddle bin on the back, and then Bassett did the front. Man, that front cover that cover is so fucking cool. Yeah, is it in a hard case too? It is. It's in oh, a hard man. case, and then this is like a felt, oh. felty green. It's just gorgeous, dude. Like I have all of the Vertigo. Yeah. Like back in like 2003 oh, yeah. when they started releasing them, my wife and I bought them all, just because like I remember they're making a big deal at the university. Like, hey, we have this in the library. And then we went over to Safari Pearl. Shout out Safari Pearl in Moscow, Idaho. Go check it out. Uh, we went and picked up the volumes from there, and they just man, it's so good. They're great, dude. And so uh, you you got you haven't read it yet. You just I have not read got- it yet. No, I'm uh, I'm about halfway through the first volume. Um, How many pages are in each one? I'm just curious. I will. It looks you. like it looks like it's like four hundred. Um, let's look. Let's take a look. Yeah. Is it original colors or is it re- recolored? I believe it's original colors. Okay. But I don't know. Because I mean, got like some scripts in the back and some concept stuff. Oh, cool. Like pencils? Cool. Yeah. Um, they actually have a lot of it. So it looks like 400 and like as far as story goes, 403 pages. And then there's wow. another like 30 or 40 pages of like um layouts uh scripts and everything like that so if you want to read an alan moore script you you can do that yeah and just see the pencils and shit and some of the concept art it's awesome yeah probably a lot of like the layouts that they are like pencils that they just didn't even use i would imagine like covers and stuff that yeah were drawn and were like meh We'll go with the other design. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Oh, man, I really want to get those, but I don't even want to ask how much those cost. They're probably the hundred bucks pop. Yeah. But I I take it into as like, you know, it's something that's gonna like live on my shelf forever, you know? It's uh that's something you could give uh to the kids. Yeah. If they're interested and they could read it or you know, if they have kids down the road. I mean, like it's it's a multi generational book. Yeah. That you know, one day if you when you have grandkids, if that Sit happens, down and read Swamp Thing. Yeah, let me here. Let me show you how fucked up things were back when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but what I've actually been reading, sorry, what I've been actually been reading, uh, yeah. I have taken a dive into uh, the Sandman. Oh, how far are you in that? I read the fr- I'm I've read the first volume and I'm into volume two now. It's uh, it's a lot, man. Like, as you yeah. can imagine, with anything that Neil Gaiman does, um, I mean, I I'm a big fan. I mean, Neil Gaiman. I mean, he pretty much crushes most things that he does that he writes yeah. anyway. And uh, they've got the Netflix show that's coming out soon. And uh, is that what made you decide to jump in toes first? Yeah, yeah. I like to do that, man. Anytime there's like a comic book, uh, a show or a movie coming out about a specific book or character or story, I like to go pick it up and read it. Um, well, it gives it gives it gives you context for yeah. what you're viewing, and also if it's a bad, uh, if it's a bad, which call adaptation. adaptation. Yeah. You can pick up on it, you know, like we were like you said, you read all of you reread all the boys before yeah. you watched the boys, and then you were like, 
No, I actually like the show better yeah. because it updated a lot of stuff that needed updating. Yeah. I read all of Invincible before Invincible came out. and I, I still need to read that. They're both awesome. I, have, I, I yeah. don't have bad things to say about the show or the, or the comic. But yeah, I mean, this is, uh, my God, and I'm reading it on, we've been talking about Comixology, been reading it on com- Comixology. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, it's very, uh, as you would expect, very dialogue heavy. And um, oh yeah, it's a very existential series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Neil Gaiman, Sam Keith. So I mean, these guys, just what they created is uh, is really neat. You know, just about like the magic and occult, um, the dealing with death, and you know, uh, Morbius, who is the Dream Lord. Yeah. Or Morpheus, sorry, Morpheus, who is the Dream Lord. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's fun, man. It's it's a really I like how it like it, it starts in the early 1900s and then it kind of comes up to the 80s as you get there. And then you get to meet uh, like the ancestors of John Constantine. So Joanna Constantine, I think that's his like great grandmom or something. But you get to you get to meet her um, and then all these other characters like there's a in the in volume one. Uh, there's a couple instances where they're in Arkham Asylum. Which oh, is cool. kind of neat too. So uh, yeah, really kind of bringing everything together. It's a fun read. I'm I'm excited to see how they do the show. And actually, um, the other thing, I'm kind of full on Sandman right now because uh, Audible is doing the audiobook production right now. Oh yeah, yeah. They, didn't we listen to back a while back the Wolverine? Yeah. Sort. Yeah. 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 And so they're doing that with Sandman <laughs> and uh, the first volume. Or I guess the first piece is out for free. If you you can get it, download it for free on Audible and listen to it. Uh, oh wow! So I downloaded that and I just started listening to it tonight. And it's I love it, man. I love that like production value that just goes into like um, goes into an audio book. Reminds you of those old school radio shows. Is that what we're gonna do for Operation Blue? Absolutely, hundred percent. That's and, what we're gonna do. And then do. hybrid it so you get the comic images with. The voiceover no. for a YouTube video. Ooh. Oh, look at him. Ooh. Look at him. Well, folks, you can't see him because this is an auditory experience. But my God, look at the beard. It's, it's, it's trembling with excitement. That might be something that we can do. I don't know if I don't know if I have the skill level to pull that off, but um, be, I think I think we, if we approach it very simple. Yeah. Uh, I definitely want to do uh, like in the. Um, audiobook version of operation blue absolutely that's happening yeah so okay yeah you've don't you have some people that even are signed up for as the i do voices? i do oh. but you just gotta get sound effects that'll be the big one i've got sound effects it's it's more about uh Compo- we'll composing it music and then putting everything together to where you know the background sounds and the footsteps and all that well, shit isn't maddie k like a super producer right I mean, only in title. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, all right. So we could we could make it happen, though. It's gonna I happen. Think we could do. It. Oh, it's gonna happen. Whether the only the only question is how long is it gonna take? But yeah, it's gonna happen. Time. Yep. Time is a bitch. Yeah, it is. It is. <sighs> but uh, what about you? What did you read? Not much, man. Uh... I've been trying to fin. I f- I finished 
chapter two of first Americans finally. And I mean, I've been talking about that for a while now. Yeah. It's just a lot when you're, it, it's only you, it's just, it's a lot. And I'm not like the fastest guy in the world. I'm not like Mitch. Cause Mitch doesn't Gerard's do all of his, he's all or Gerard's. He does everything, right? Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I always respect those guys. The guys that do like line and color. There's just, I don't know how they do it. Um, I am not. I I have become that animal, but I'm still in my infancy. Like I'm very slow, so it takes me a while. Sure, it takes me a while to. But chapter two is done, and I just got the company is happy. So I'm doing two more chapters. Wow. Um, I don't I don't know how big they are, but I would imagine probably similar forty fifty pages a pop. Yeah. So um yeah I'm gonna try and crank them out here over the next few months. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, so, anyways, enough talk about First Americans. Uh, I read uh, Frank Cho is actually doing a series over at uh, AWA Upshot. I have not uh, heard of them. They're a newer company. I think uh, they've been around for like a year or two now. Okay. And I don't really know much about their stuff. I think they they're like a lot of like film properties. Oh, cool. Um, uh, Axel Alonso does some stuff for them. I, th- I think he might be like their editor in chief or something. Oh, he's their chief creative officer. So. Oh yeah, he's yeah. Marvel. Yeah, he was a big time Marvel guy. Yeah. And so he's kind of running the show over there. But um, I believe they're based out of California. Um, oh, New York. I will shut up. So wrong coast. But wow. So yeah, I'm I'm all over the place today. But <laughs> I, I've never I see the ads for their stuff. And I occasionally see their stuff on the shelf. Like they have this really great series called Chariot, and the art looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, you know, it's, it's very rare for me to actually like pick something up. And um, so, anyways, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get this. I like Frank Cho. Y- you know what you're getting, you know? Yeah. And this was like um, in the some type of future or an off-world planet. You've got a bunch of girls that are women. Like you know, Frank Cho, he draws like yeah, badass babes, um, and they're competing. The winner gets to become queen of the planet, and okay. so there being every there's all these different levels that they have to go through, and each stage is a different environment, and the girls have to survive and compete against each other, and so it's like it's like a bracket system, a race, and so I'm. What this is a five issue series. I picked up the first three issues, and so like the first issue, they were fighting. What was it? Um, it was like dinosaurs, like raptors and stuff, and they were like in South America, trying to get to the top of like um, a ziggurat. That's like yeah. If you don't know what a ziggurat is, it's like a pyramid. Yeah. And then, um, and then the second stage was uh, they're like in the desert, and there's this giant snapping turtle that's trying to oh, fucking cool. eat them. Yeah, so it's kind of one of those, like, it's kind of perfect for Cho, for what he likes to do, you know, action, yeah. but then there's, you know, there's there's some intrigue and mystery. If you like a good, like, adventure comic, it's worth it. Like, the third issue was really great. It was a swimming environment, so, you know, there's they 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 show up, you know, they, they get teleported to where they're supposed to compete, and, uh, you know, there's, like... Um, it's it's out in the middle of the ocean, and yeah. then they just they can see the little the the end the goalpost that they have to get to, and um, so then they all start swimming towards it, thinking like oh this is a cakewalk piece of cake, and then Sharks. this fucking 
this giant fucking megalodon shows up and just starts like eating them and stuff. And it, it's just it's really well drawn because it's Cho. Yeah, yeah. like he, he may be the most consistent artist. Like you know what you're getting with Frank Cho, right? Um, and uh, you know, like it's got some great action, some gore, like you can see there. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I probably should have waited till it collected, but. Um, I was at the comic shop and they had all three issues. So I was like, ah, I'm just going to buy them. Fuck it. Nice. Um, and they'll probably pick up the other two. Kind of like what I did with, um, Warren Ellis's or not Warren Ellis. Uh, um, I'm blanking. I don't know. What's his name? Better Ray Bill. What's the guy that did that? Warren Johnson. Jesus. Thank you. Daniel Warren. That comparison. I know. Sorry. Sorry, Daniel. Um, but yeah, so I kind of did the same thing I did with his series where I was like, I occasionally it's fun to get the floppies, right? It is. Yeah. 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 And then I've got a box where it's like, I get that. I only do mini series anymore. I just bought, if I know it's like what, there's going to be a five of them or six of them. I will buy those five or six floppies, read them. And then I put them in my box so that I can reread them. Sure. Um, so I just That's have a the box. Mini series are the way to go, man. Uh, yeah. I only, I only do one ongoing and that's turtles. And of, well, of course, yeah, that's the only ongoing I get. Everything else I, I do is all is all miniseries. You know, I think if I if money wasn't something I was ever worried about, I would probably just go straight in for like collector edition or like hardbound graphic novels. Yeah, I think those are my those favorite. Are my favorite. Because they just look so fucking cool. Yeah, but I own so few of them just because I I'm like I'm not dropping. 60 bucks for a book i've already read right no i get that i i haven't bought well the most graphic novels i bought was uh when i was with you at that used right they used place but i mean i made out like a bandit there on some really nice books so i wasn't yeah. mad at that but yeah they're few like the big nice hardbacks few and far between i like i have a lot of them but it's taken me a lot of years and a lot of sales to do them so like one of the best places is uh um i like comics down in vancouver when they do their free comic book day where you and i met many yeah. months ago um, i'm surprised you're shouting them out actually well here's the thing i uh they have great say when they have sales they yeah. have some great sales like their co- their uh free comic book day sale when they do all of their graphic novels are 50 percent off yeah. So I mean, you can get one of those absolute editions half off. So you're buying, you know, you buy multiples. It's a really good time to do it. I'm just curious. Speaking of them, whatever happened to um, the gallery in the back? Yeah. Yeah. What was it Ser- serendipity? Serendipity art sales. Yeah. Yeah, because they had a lot of original pages. Some of my original pages. Yeah. I'm just curious to see what happened to it all. Yeah. Where did it all went? I have no you idea. Know? Me either. I really would like to know. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I yeah, bet. be nice to know. But um, yeah, I, yeah, that sales. It seems like that's the way to do it. Get you know, unless you're in a position where you can afford to do that. I just yeah. Even when I can't afford to do it, I I'm like, ah, no, nah, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I honestly, I've I've been that swamp thing. That volume two has been out for a while now, and I've just kind of wanted to buy it and wanted to buy it and then finally i was like hey you want to give me this for my birthday we were at the comic shop and and because i yeah. wanted to go there on my birthday and uh and well, she birthday was like, boy gets what he wants she's right? like do you see anything that you like and i was like yeah this and she was like of course you would find the 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 hundred dollar book you know 
I will say though, that's nice. Doctor Wife won't even go into a comic shop with me anymore. Yeah. She goes, "Oh yeah, go ahead, go. I will stand here." <laughs> Like a child at this the mall. This is the only you know? time. This is the only time because it was my birthday. That was the only reason. Yeah. Yeah. But so I was I was very happy that I that that she bought me that. So. Yeah, that's cool. Doesn't she normally get you one of the the like yearly collections of turtles? Yep. Yep. So all of the yeah. So I have uh, a bunch of them. I usually get one every year on Christmas. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I gave you one one year. Yeah, you did give me one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still have it? Oh, yeah. Or, I don't know. Maybe you sell a lot of stuff, man. I do. I don't sell those. All of my... Yeah. I don't really sell my graphic novels. That and yours is custom for it's you. It's custom for did, me. You did a nice I Didn't sketch. I do like a, a big giant sketch on it, like a double mm-hmm. pager? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, it's awesome. I can't even remember what it it's looks Leo. like, but I know I... It's Leo. In of the, course, because he's the, the best. Yeah. Though, speaking of speaking of the high school, that was one of the things that got brought up, is uh, who's the best Ninja Turtle? Oh, man. They asked you that question? Mm-hmm. And you answered and I, Leo, huh? Well, I, went, I took the mic, you know, because I was sitting on the stage, and I was like, who the heck do you think is the best Ninja Turtle? And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, the dude's got two Gatanas, for God's sakes. He got such a huge pop, man. Yeah huge pop kid yeah it was great That's and awesome. then like kids were like arguing you know like play arguing. it was yeah. fun man it was fun there's probably like over 100 kids there too it was good that's cool yeah that's it was cool. cool i don't know yeah man uh so what do we have to look forward to is there anything coming out that the tiger cup should be checking out i know we've got some hot episodes that are going to be coming out in the next some some new some returning but uh so we got in let's see what's for, co- like for comics Comics, streaming platform. Is there anything to look forward to? I, right now, it seems like it's kind of dead on the old t- on the yeah. Tubes. So I know that season t- season two, of The Witcher, is coming out in December. Really looking forward to that. Okay. Um, anything for October? I mean, it's fucking monster season, man. Like this is my favorite time of year. I have it's no idea. It's the fall. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I know that uh, like comics wise, there's a. Uh, uh, a couple of books that I'm that I'm interested in that are that are coming out. Uh, both DC, obviously. Um, okay. But you've got uh, you know in the same uh, vein of Mister Miracle and Strange Adventures. Uh, Tom King is doing uh, Human Target, which I'm looking okay. forward to that. So I'm going to be picking that up, and then uh, um, I think it's uh, Jacques is doing. Uh, a Batman miniseries through Black Label called One Dark Night. I have oh, no idea what that what it's going to be about, but uh, I'm a big fan of his art, so I'm going to check that out too. Wow. Yeah. Um. You know what? Since there's not much coming out, we should probably talk about before because we, we got to get out of here, right, man? Like yeah. it's getting late. It's it's all this bullshit. We had five guests. Yeah. And then. Matty K was running around. It's just nuts. It's nuts in the Tiger Den today. <laughs> uh, but things have changed, right? Yeah. Uh, we're over at Substack, and even I'm having a hard time just adjusting to the fact that we're on Substack because before we never really had a home. Yeah. But like we have a page now. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be posting more content, you know, especially now that you know, our pig is in our corner yep. and. You know, we've got some great guests that are going to be coming up that, you know, we're going to try and 
do some posts talking about their stuff or promoting their stuff. You know, so I kind of want it to become like a page where people can not only get the episodes, get it's our the hub, get man. Oper- yeah. Operation Blue, but then also get links to like just cool shit. Like we know we got Beast of the Mesozoic coming up. Yep. They're going to be coming on here in a couple weeks because they got that massive campaign on Kickstarter. Uh, for like the best, probably the best dinosaur toys on the fucking market right now. I mean, well, without just, a doubt, without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, like they're expensive. They're expensive. I'll just say it. They're they're not cheap, but they're also not for kid, like yeah. little kid. Man, this is like collector level. Just you know, if you're a you know a figurehead, like these are for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can people get to the Substack? Blue Tiger Revenge page. So it's it's actually really easy. It's just bluetigerrevenge.substack.com. Okay, and That's we have it. link in the notes. Now, do they have to sign up for Substack? Does it, they have to subscribe to it? You don't you don't have to. You don't have right. to subscribe, but there are benefits to subscribing uh via, you know, if you if you do decide to subscribe, um you know, you'll get notified via email every time an episode posts. They'll let you know, or anytime we post any sort of new content, you will, you know, you will, you will know. You'll be, uh, you'll be on the ground floor, really. Of uh, oh, awesome! You know, and right now, all we have on there is episodes, right? But like, like you said, we're going to be adding more and more. This is, uh, this is only the beginning of what we're going to be doing on Substack. Okay, awesome, awesome. Okay, cool. That, but that's reassuring. Yeah, I, I mean, that, the podcast is still available. You know, everywhere. That is always going to be yeah, everywhere. Everywhere that you can listen to. You know, uh, be it Apple or you know Spotify, Stitcher, wherever our show is going to be is going to be up on there. iHeartRadio. Um, it's it, it it's out there. Um, now, now let me ask you this, because I know Substack has some really like great options for people like us that you know we're using their platform to to get our stuff out yeah if some of our listeners who are i don't know say just super fans and you know like wherever he is right now on the texas highways uh you know driving the big rig late at night and you know big red wherever he is fucking stanking it up yeah but he wants to drop us you know he wants to help support the podcast is there any kind of way they can do that or do we need to set set up a patreon so we need to set up we have it we don't have any sort of uh paid platforming set up yet uh we okay. can we can set that up uh via substack we can set that up via patreon either or um I would say we should just if we're already using Substack and we're in, we can always make the conversion to pay, to Patreon. We should just do yeah, just go right into Substack. So, what do you think? I agree, and you know, so that'll that'll be coming. That'll be coming, folks. Um, okay. And uh, you know, w- the way that we do things, we're not we're not trying to break the bank or anything like that. Um, you know, we're not we we won't ever ask for, you know. 50 bucks a month or whatever fucking ridiculous price no, some people ask for the, man like i think the most we would ever ask for is like a fucking cup of coffee man like yeah. two bucks two bucks and then maybe five i don't yeah if yeah if you want yeah. you know what i mean like, yeah i don't know I, i'm all about keeping it cheap just because like i don't know there's so many people out there that just it seems like the people that really adore you sometimes they're you know life is difficult yeah. and doesn't necessarily like if our content is helping somebody get through the day i don't really want to like no break, charge yeah yeah no. charging the money for that you know no. like like no. you know like i mean how many podcasts have you listened to 
where they're like, okay, hey, we're only on Patreon now, so if you want to listen to us, where they treat it like they're only fans. Yeah. It's like, that's I'm like, about that. I, yeah, that's when I'm like, oh, it's I'm out. Like, I get it. I, it's a I ton of work it. to do all this stuff. We have to set aside time at least what, three times a week just to come up with this one episode. I'm, yeah. And we're constantly networking yeah. all week just in preparation for this. Like, it's stupid, really, sometimes the amount of work we yeah. put into and, this episode. you know, the show will always, you know, no matter what type of paywall or what type of paid platform we have, the show is always going to be free to people. It's, yeah. you know, maybe we do a bonus episode or something like that. Um, you know, do some Operation Blue stuff. Um, yeah. That stuff might be behind but, something. But even with yeah. Operation Blue, I'm thinking, like, I, you and I have been going back and forth on whether we want to do, like, a webtoon or something yeah. with it. I was I got onto Webtoon this this week and I was hev- like heavily exploring it and I really think at first I no at first I was for it then I was against it I'm kind of back and forth I think we should just put it up there you know and then like the regular comic pages we could put behind like a a, a limited paywall or something yeah we could put those on Substack yeah and then later down the road put those put the release those out there either through like Narpig on my site yep. or you know or whatever and i think that that could actually work really well for us Mm -hmm. if we do it that route um and then that way you know people just don't have the money um you can still read it you can still read it and you can read it on your phone because hell if you don't you know like that's the one thing that people have is they have their phones you know what i mean like that's the one thing that's affordable is those phone apps and even if you're operating on like a cheap computer you're probably it's that means it's app based i would imagine yeah because hard hard drives are fucking expensive yeah so um cool man all right well i think that kind of like you know breaks it down for everybody in everybody if anybody has any questions out there uh by all means, email us, right? Because our email is still the same. Yeah, it's still bluetigerpodcast at gmail.com, or you can uh, do through Substack, that is uh, bluetigerrevenge at substack.com. Um, or awesome. if you're a subscriber, if you're a subscriber on Substack, you can uh, um, you know comment on the episodes and stuff like that as we post them too. So it's another great way uh, to interact with us as well. Yeah, and... I was talking over with the doc, Dr. Wife, and she was saying that uh, I need to get on the Instagram thing. So I think I'm going to overall overhaul our Instagram this week, and then that way we can just we can start just posting. Anytime we have an episode, I want I kind of want to create a thing where like when we're we can maybe cr- like let people know that we're recording with somebody live, so that they can ask questions oh, that, that we can then cool. insert into the. That we can then insert into almost like a almost like a like a live Discord or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. That would be kind of fun, right? I agree. I would like that. Because I know lot. the last time we had Beset on, I threw the question out there before on Twitter. Yeah. And then while we were recording, but it was on Twitter, I was busy, you know, we were busy interacting with Beset. We had a bunch of questions roll in. And then after the episode was done, then I got the notifications that, oh hey, here's four questions to ask Beset. And I wasn't able to do it. Yeah. You know, I was like, fuck. Like, well, you know, I and think Bissette's going to be coming back. So. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. I think, uh, yeah. So we, we should do like a live feed or maybe even just set up something where like people can ask questions way in advance. You know, maybe I should just be a little bit more aggressive Maybe, with maybe that. I can set up like a Q&A box or something like that on, uh, on Substack for people to uh, come in and throw in questions. I'll yeah. look at that. I'll look at that. Yeah. See if we can do that. We'll just we'll just tag team Substack, man. Yeah, 
Yeah. Tag team it. Like the Hart Foundation, world oh, champions. Oh, there we go. Like D right. like D Generation X, baby. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? No. They, you know, I, w- I did like them. The Road Dog, Jesse James, the badass you, Billy Gunn. Come on, man. Right. Come on. The Road Dog have maybe one of he might have been one of the best guys ever on the mic. He was oh, so, so good. good. So good. But he got and I can't remember he didn't he what didn't he used to be like a manager way back in like the nine early nineties or something? I have no idea. It seems like it, but all right, well why don't you take us home, man? I mean you pretty much took us home talking about Substack and, and how they can That's rate, true. review and subscribe and and all of that, and wherever you get your podcast from, you know, if you rate, review, subscribe, share, subscribe to uh, Substack, Blue Tiger Revenge at Substack.com. That uh, that helps us out a lot. Um, yeah, and folks, like, that's one thing. We don't ever push that, but if you could give us, uh, like, a, a, a like on iTunes or something, that would be fucking huge, man. Yeah. Like, we've been doing this for three years. We're busting our butt trying to get you guys some, like, good interviews that nobody else is getting like getting some you know real information so you know if you don't want to it's fine but it would be be awesome it'd be awesome if you could you know yeah you know hit that like button uh subscribe all of that i mean it 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 might not mean a lot to you but it means a lot to us a ton a ton to us yeah yeah and if anybody ever wants to write us an email um do it yeah because we'll we'll get back to you in some capacity yeah even though i think in the past there's a few emails we didn't get back to <laughs> i don't think so i'm pretty sure we got back to all of them did we yeah okay yeah but yeah well uh i will say i do have something one last thing oh go to tagalution.com because i only we have a limited quality or quantity not quality high no, high quality yeah high quality, high quality. Of a uh, Bagisha of the Badlands, so uh, get the first uh, first printing. We still have the first print. Uh, there's not many of them left, but if you want them, uh, I've got we've got two packages up there. We've got you can just get the book, or you can get the ultimate package for I think five bucks more. You get two uh, limited edition Bagisha of the Badlands stickers and a pin. So that's right. There it yeah, is. Yeah, I think I gave. I I think I sent you. You did one of those you one packages. I got, I got the picture, or I got the stickers. They're really cool. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, old old the old prince hasn't stolen those. I, that I, seems like something. He... I I put them aside so he couldn't. So. <laughs> that water bottle. It's craving more stickers. I know. It's always craving more. Um, cool. All right. Well, uh, if that's the case, if you're all out now, what time is it? Hit the music.